back to Innocence Lost. Today is Monday, August 9th. Um, rainy in Brooklyn, but cooling down, which is nice. It's been a hot summer. Um, so nice to see some 70s and some low humidity. The world is still really crazy at the moment. Um, I had plans to, or I have plans to go to some music festivals towards the end of the summer and beginning of fall. But as I am looking online, there seems to be some pressure to cancel these things um, because of the Delta variant. Um, and yeah, and I don't really know what to think anymore. It seemed for a while that you get vaxxed and you can go do fun shit again. But it seems that not enough people have taken it, and hospitals are getting full again, so it might just not make sense to have these massive crowds. Um, so I'm hoping it still works out, um, but we will see. Other than that, uh, things are going a little bit better for me. The last time I popped on here, things were very low, um, but I've taken some good strides in the right direction, got a new therapist, been back on the job hunt, have had some interviews, um, and yeah, things are going okay, and we're also harvesting a bunch of tomatoes, um, so I've been, so I've been putting them in pasta, making caprese salads, and the plan is to convert them into sauce towards the end of the month and have a big Italian extravaganza with our friends so that'll be super fun as well um other than that uh just chilling playing soccer on saturdays um gardening podcasting watching a lot of shit um i've been going through curb your enthusiasm recently that's been my recent binge and it's pretty 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 good <laughs> Today's episode is with Nick Houtman, a uh, very close friend of mine that I met in high school. Uh, the second best froth player in our friend group behind me, of course. And uh, yeah, he's a climber, he's an actuary, um, and he's a bit of an enigma. Um, so it was fun trying to crack the code that is Nick Houtman in this episode. And we had some really nice conversation, um, and I learned some things about him that I didn't know, um, and I hope you all do too. Uh, so enjoy. So good at wasting our time. We are the lazy generation. We are the lazy generation. We are the lazy generation. Now. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just got back from uh, IU. I visited my girlfriend and saw her and then i just went climbing rock climbing for a couple hours and that was fun and uh nice other than that just been chilling chilling in chicago nice (laughs) so a couple questions there i've never been to uh have you been to iu is this like this is like my second time yeah Yeah, i visited her before Uh, what's bloomington like like any other college campus like (laughs) purdue U of I, yeah. yeah, it's just like cornfields and kind of shitty houses and, you know, uh-huh. yeah, it's pretty basic. Um, yeah. yeah, it was fun though. Yeah, we went to some bars and just hung, hung out with their friends and, yeah. What'd you guys do? Uh, first night we went to a, a local bar and got some food and drinks and then second night we just hung, hung out with their friends and we, we, went, we went to a forest preserve and played some tennis, so that was pretty fun, yeah. That's fun. What are our friends like? Uh, her friends are pretty fun. Yeah, her friends, uh, they're all accounting majors pre- pretty much. So it was kind of a lot of accounting jokes that I, that I didn't get. But, you know, it was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accountants, uh, they're sneaky funny. Sneaky funny. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and then you just got back from climbing. And you've been doing that for a while, right? Yeah, for like a year now. Yeah, we started like right before pandemic started, like last year. Like probably like three weeks before and then pandemic hit and then they shut the gym down for like a month and then we we got back into it. Right. Yeah. Are you getting good 
the climbing. I'm getting pretty good. Like, uh, like I'd I'd say I'm like intermediate level now. Like I'm definitely not like really good, but I'm probably like above average person at 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 the gym there. Yeah. I should bring you out sometime. Will you? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I would need some training first. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, but uh, have you uh, have you thought about like? transitioning to outdoor climbing yeah our friend you, like, uh, your skills yeah our friend nate iwanski i don't i don't know if you know him he's from east mm-hmm. and he was the one who who got us into climbing and he's been trying to get us to go outdoor climbing now for like a year so i think we're going to try to plan a trip to like devil's lake wisconsin in the next like uh-huh. month or two so hopefully that that happens i think he said that's like a good place for like beginner outdoor climbing like it's pretty easy yeah. outdoor climbing and it'd be fun too like just camp- camping and swimming and stuff as well yeah so this summer at some point you're gonna try and do that yeah probably yeah probably in the next like month or two yeah yeah i think you said in the, cool, in, the, in the middle of the summer is pretty bad though because there's like tons of mosquitoes and stuff so it's uh-huh. best to go either like like late spring or like early fall nice so yeah climbing uh how are things going with uh, what's her name? Amelia, right? Amelia, yeah, yeah. Things are going things good. Things are going well yeah. with her. Yeah, things have been going really well. Yeah, we've been yeah. dating for like seven months now, so it's it's been been a while. And yeah, but things are going well. I mean, she'll be moving to Chicago in like a couple months, so that'll be nice. Gotcha. Yeah, once she she graduates. It's your longest. So, so we'll talk about more about like your formative years in a little while. But my formative years. Let's it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're uh this is like your longest relationship other than that one girl right sarah yeah yeah i mean yeah i dated sarah for like a year in high school i don't know if i really count high school relationships as much but you know yeah yeah but. yeah it's completely different would you so would you say this is like better yeah definitely yeah it's definitely like more serious like i feel like the high mm. school is more just like a fling and like i mean because like yeah. most people don't go to the same same college and stuff, and it just doesn't work out. And I feel like I've like matured right. a lot since then. Like it's it, it's a lot different mm-hmm. dating dating someone in high school versus dating someone like college or after college. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about how about you? Yeah, any, any girls? Oh, any girls? Uh, nothing, dude. Hey. Uh, I <laughs> kind of I talked about it with um. I interviewed Rojas last week, which was fun. Um, Rojas is a character, <laughs> and, and we talked about we talked about it a little bit. Um, but a, a hinge girl broke my heart a couple Damn. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <Interesting. laughs> we wanna She was like really cool, and we went on a couple dates. And like she was, she was, she was twenty or she's twenty five, and she like um, older lady does right. social media. Yeah, <laughs> she's twenty five, <laughs> does social media for Vice is like really cool um and i like i don't know i i always do the thing with like new relationships and new dating where i just jump to conclusions and like really picture myself like dating this girl for like a long time it happens to everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i like was a little bummed out for a little while but you know yeah, we, we had, like, dinner plans, and she texted me, like, right before, and, like, canceled, and it also just, like, ended. No, damn. <laughs> I guess that's better than, than like, ghosting or something, though. So, at least she, like, was straightforward about it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was definitely, like, we, we'd only seen each other twice, so, like, yeah, it didn't really warrant, like, a us meeting in person to <laughs> do anything. Um but yeah, nothing, nothing really. That that's kind of deterred me a little bit from the apps. But I'll probably get back on. <laughs> Never in the give up. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, try again. Um, so Amelia is moving back to Chicago. Um, do you know what neighborhood she's moving to? I don't exactly know. I think they're debating between a few houses right now, like a few a few different places. So I think they're looking more like North Chicago, like maybe like. Wrigleyville or something yeah mm-hmm. probably kind of by her mom it's fun yeah yeah so like her and like her friend or multiple friends yeah I think her and uh two of her friends from college and then 
one of their sisters or something. So yeah, it's gonna be like four of them in one house. So cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once once she's there, then yeah, that'll really. It'll it'll I feel like it'll take your relationship to the next step because you had to deal with like the parents' house for a while. Yeah, and that was fun. You had to, <laughs> and then you had to like now you're dealing with her being like at school. Yeah. Um. So so that'll be hype. Yeah. And like so that's happening. Like you just got vaxxed, right? I got first Two, shot vaxxed. Yeah. Or the first shot. And like it seems like traction is starting for boys to like get a place in chicago as well yeah it seems like liam liam marco joe and rog are all kind of and tommy looking. i think and tommy yeah yeah, yeah i think which yeah. would be hype that'd be a fucking pad yeah that would, that would, that'd be <laughs> i mean i feel like it'll end up being like two different places maybe but yeah but yeah that'd be fun yeah but yeah but all those yeah all those boys will be in and around chicago and then yeah and then now now we start living yeah. post-vax life um post-vax yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i we, we we've been talking about it around the house it seems like uh, <laughs> like once everyone kind of gets their shot and this summer goes through like no matter what happens like covid's gonna be over yeah <laughs> like, people don't care anymore we're, <laughs> people don't care. we're just gonna we're just gonna accept the the bad things that might happen um and start going to concerts and shit. Yeah. Um, Bo- Bonnaroo 2021. Yeah. yeah. Have you gotten your tickets? Not yet, no. You got I'm it. committed, though. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. Either way, like, it might, it, it could sell out, but you'll be able to get resale. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fucking fun. I've, like, always wanted to go there. Yeah, I've never um, been, like, I think we've camp- been camping at a, at a concert or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so the vibe is like, it's like music. So unlike Lala, I think where like music starts like a little earlier and ends earlier, the music starts like I think like mid after mid like late afternoon and then goes to like four a.m. or something. That's hype because it's like <laughs> because it's like in like a, the middle of a field. Um, and then I'm pretty sure there's like an after hours tent, which is just like hella EDM. Good. Shit. I like EDM. Um, <laughs> That's good too. Yeah. So yeah, I it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, Liam Liam and I were talking about it this week. Uh, I think Yudash is going to and then Rob. And Logan bought, bought a ticket. Oh yeah, Logan? Yeah, nice. Logan, Logan's going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a straight we'll have a squad. Um It'll be it'll be a ton of fun. Um, do you have any other plans for this summer? I don't think so. No, I think just chilling, just trying to hopefully go to some concerts, go to some bars and stuff, just like live mm-hmm. a normal life again. I I hope that uh, I'd be down for that trip to the Smokies at the end of May if we can get it together. Yeah, like th- th- that's like the hardest thing. Yeah, is getting <laughs> everyone to commit because it's like someone has to like buy it. And then it's like mm-hmm. after you buy it, people have to like commit and then go. And it's like yeah. you don't want to leave someone on on the hook. Like who gets an Air, Air, Airbnb and then like spends like two thousand dollars and then every everyone bails. So your, your family lives in Fox Mill. Um, have you, were they always in Fox Mill? Is that where you're like born? Or um, So I was born in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. I was born like, yeah, pretty much in the heart of Seattle. And then we moved to Fox Mill or St. Charles when I was like preschool or kindergarten. So pretty young. Uh, yeah, I think okay. we moved because of my dad's job, and then we've been there like mm-hmm. ever since. So, yeah. So your so your earliest memories are of Fox Mill. Pretty much, yeah. Like um, I I don't really remember any anything about Seattle. So yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then you went to elementary school. It was, it's like a Fox Mill. Belgram. There's elementary. like an elementary school there, right? Belgram. Belgram. Yeah, me, Liam, Tommy. Dan Corey, uh-huh. like all the fo- Fox Million people. So those were kind of, 
So you mentioned Liam, Tommy, and Dan. Were those kind of like your first friends, would you say? Or were there other people in the neighborhood? Yeah, it was pretty much, I think, like Tommy, Liam, Danny, and then uh, this other guy, Greg, who I don't think you've, you've ever met, but he was our good, good friend too. Um, and they all lived like... I've met Greg. Yeah, they lived like across <laughs> the street, next door, two doors down, like diagonal across the street. So it was pretty much just like all like next door neighbors. Yeah, pretty ideal setup. Um, yeah, I met Greg. Greg has like a, a tattoo of just like a soccer a ball, image soccer ball, like a clip art soccer ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I haven't which really is, talked. Which to is him. really funny. Yeah, I kind of. I think he like he went to north, so we didn't see him, see him as much because we we all went to east, right. and then he went out to New York for a few years. So then we kind of mm-hmm. disconnected, and then I've talked to him a couple of times yeah. since he's been back. He moved back to like Geneva, right? So cool yeah. yeah yeah that's all i know about that guy he just has like the wackest tattoo <laughs> um so cool so yeah i mean obviously we don't really have memories of all the way back then but you ended up going to thompson middle school mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. what was that like mm, i think that was pretty good like i don't i don't have a ton of memories from middle school but yeah it was a good time like I feel like comparative maybe to Redling, I feel like it was maybe, I feel like it was a lot more diverse probably. Like, I don't, I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed that. Like, I, f- I feel like it, w- it was a lot more like minority and like other kind of groups. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a good experience. Like I went from like Bell Graham, which, which was like a very, very like white rich school and then going mm-hmm. to Thompson, which was definitely a big change. And it was definitely like, a mix of those kids and a mix of some other some other uh like ethnic groups other like you know not as like what wealthy or you know kind of thing and yeah i mean i did like cross country in middle school that's kind of where i started running and yeah that was like i played a lot of cod in in middle school you know (laughs) classic yeah Uh, definitely Mono for two? Mono Is that for like two. your main one? Yeah, like 30 hours yeah. long or something. Or 30 days long, I mean. 30 days. Yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about the same. I was around there. Um, so what made you get into cross country? Uh, I think it was basically like my mom wanted me to do something. And there weren't a lot of like, I mean, like sports in middle school. It was like I wasn't good at football. Like I, I wasn't big. Like basketball was the same same thing. And so it was like, basically, I wanted to do do something. And my friend Danny across the street was doing cross country. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I think I did it like, mm-hmm. I think I did it all three years. But yeah, I, w- I wasn't very good in middle school. And Danny would beat me like every race. And Alec Kuhlman, our friend, would also beat me ev- every race. But then as high school switched, I became like faster. So that was good. But um, but yeah, that's kind of where, where my cross country career started was in nice. Thompson Middle School running around the track and doing some like some some like 800 meter runs and yeah that was about it yeah your um your relationship with running always fascinates me in the sense that i don't know i remember like like you did like when you did that marathon and you just like like didn't really did it. train for it at <laughs> did all it, did it. <laughs> <laughs> bad like, idea but yeah that is, that is just like like straight baffling to me like there's just like no way i could ever do that and like how did your body feel after that uh fucking terrible (laughs) it felt so bad yeah like i think like the only reason why i was able to is i mean like i think if you are a runner like it sticks with you for for a while still so i think like i think it was that and like chicago marathon like fifty thousand, fifty thousand runners and like probably like 500,000 viewers and it was just like adrenaline pumping and like the first like 20 miles I was feeling like fantastic and then like mile like 20 to 22 I felt like this is going very bad and then like the last Mm -hmm. like three or four four miles I was like walking like barely moving and and I was struggling but yeah afterwards I like basically I don't know if I've told you this this story but Basically, I finished the race, and because I wasn't sure if I was going to run it the day before, I didn't have anybody come out. Like, it was, it was just me running. I had <laughs> my short shorts on and my apartment key, key in my hand, 
and I didn't have a bag or anything. I didn't have a wallet on me. I didn't have a key. Like, like I didn't have a car key or anything. So basically, I finished the race. I was like, I couldn't move. I was like slumped on, on the ground for like 45 minutes, finally got up and moved. And then I realized I had to get back somehow. And I was like, I don't have like a train pass. I don't have money. I don't have a phone. I don't have anything. My plan was originally to walk back, but then I'm like, I, I, I was just destroyed. Fuck that, yeah. I was just destroyed. So then basically I went to the train stop and basically just like stood there and just waited for someone to feel feel bad for me. And like uh-huh. 30 se- seconds later, some guy saw me and was just like, oh, do you need, do you need a train ticket? And I'm like, oh, yeah, nice. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, afterwards, yeah. I was like, I just didn't move for like two days. And then I went to the like my company nurse because my foot was like in a ton of pain and I thought I like broke it or something. But she said it was just like some like tendon issues or something. So she said just like ice it and like take some Advil and it'll it'll be fine. So so yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. You have a company nurse. Yeah, yeah, like a company. Just like I don't think <laughs> we don't have like like a, a company doctor who who can like prescribe medicine or anything. But she's there for like ibuprofen and just like checking you out minor if, things. And like I think she she can do like physicals and stuff too, and like just make make sure you're good. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so for our, for our listeners, so train, train, train before you run a marathon. Definitely train. I mean, unless you're like really good, like, I don't know, like I consider myself pretty good, but I mean, like, yeah, I definitely do not recommend that at all. (laughs) And also like have a bit of a plan. Maybe tell someone you're doing it and get a ride. Yeah, it would have been fine if, if I told, told my parents to come or something or told someone to come, to come watch me, but (laughs) <laughs> and the thing, thing I, I didn't realize too is that how cold it is like while you while you're running the race it's like super like warm but then after i finish y- your body just like completely shut, shuts down and it's like struggling hard and then like is that why you have the uh like the tinfoil kind of thing yeah the like al- aluminum foil like coat yeah and yeah that was the only thing like keep me going was was that it was like it was uh-huh. really bad like it was like only like 40s or 50s but w- when i'm like shirtless and short short shorts and my body's just like completely shutting down it's like really 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 yeah. cold yeah was this was so this was it was chicago marathon right the chicago marathon like 2019 yeah so like two years ago are you planning on doing it again um i'd like to but i think me and tommy were trying to run a marathon sometime soon and chicago marathon's mm-hmm. like a lottery system so it's not yeah, like guaranteed yeah. that w- that we would both get in to run. So I think we were planning mm-hmm. on maybe trying to do like the Indianapolis Marathon or like the Minneapolis Marathon or something like that. And definitely, if we I'm, do that, we're gonna give like at least like four months of training, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think um, I think they say the the Chicago one is one of like the more desirable. It's like one of the more famous ones to do yeah so, like yeah, i'd like say like besides like boston fat. or something like boston maybe new york it's definitely up there mm-hmm. like probably like a top five like U- u.s marathon because i th- i think it's like one of the most spectated ones and it's super flat so if you want to run a good time it's like a really good course to run a fast time on because mm-hmm. some of the other ones are like super hilly but chicago i mean the streets like the biggest hill that i i think i went over was like a bridge or something yeah cool so running big uh big passion of yours big hobby of yours something you'll be doing for a while i'm assuming yeah um and then yeah so you go through middle school and then you get you go to st charles east where we met yeah pretty much yeah 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 i'm trying to think about um like our first interactions and i'm struggling to kind of remember yeah i was trying to think of that too maybe like I mean, kind of what I've been realizing with, like, the, like, because there was kind of, like, our side of things at Redling, Mm -hmm. and then there was, like, the Thompson side of things, and it was kind of, like, it was kind of, like, Xbox that, like, bridged the gap. Yeah, Um, I think it was either, it was either (laughs) Xbox or it was Frolf. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just, like, Frolfing. I remember, like, one of my earliest memories of you was that, like... It was some sort of like drunk, drunk mile thing, drunk relay thing at like oh, the the, at the SDC East track. track. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that, that's what I remember. Just be like, like 
thinking about it for like 30 seconds that's like the earliest like memory i have of you that was um, a fun time yeah that was good. um yeah yeah i think With all that was, like the, the runner boys yeah yeah i think yeah i mean i think i just met you like through like liam or tommy or somebody because i think you yeah. you met them first and then i kind of just like hopped mm-hmm. hopped in the group afterwards it was probably i think it was mainly through through froth though yeah i think that's where yeah. i kind of connected with like you and rojas and like so, some other yeah. boys definitely and we've played we've played a lot over the years a good amount good amount of oh, games a lot of froth <laughs> too much yeah, probably at a, <laughs> at a good amount of courses but mainly just one course um wheeler which is which is wheeler park in geneva which um bury me there best for off course spread, there is <laughs> spread my ashes at i think i think i'm trying to think probably hole 18 hole 18 classic. Just like like with, with with the trees like going down yeah <laughs> um so yeah and we have probably the most intense rivalry i would say probably we've probably yeah. had we've probably had the most <laughs> just like Wins. shouting matches and probably I would say us combined have the most wins of Oh, of definitely. Everyone. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's definitely Yeah, it's funny that that's kind of what um that was the thing. That was like the connection moment. That's yeah. what kind of like yeah. formed our relationship. It was cool. And I visited you so this is going into college, but I visited you at Purdue a couple times. Um, <laughs> I remembered, which was yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> I, I like, remember the the one time. I remember when we watched yeah. the McGregor fight. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was twice. The one time I came for the Twin Peaks show. Oh yeah, with Marco yeah. and Sam, um, and I got kicked out for moshing. Um, that was a lame <laughs> concert. <bro. laughs> they must yeah. have felt so bad performing there. I know. I know. <laughs> Fucking Purdue. Um, so there's that time, and then the other time was like more of that's when i stayed in the annex i think yeah um and we watched the the mcgregor fight and that was that was a that good was time. like a, it was a really it was a fun it was a fun experience um just like cramming in that room with all of your yeah. frat bros like um, the, the like three three or four couches in there yeah yeah <laughs> um so we'll get to college in a couple minutes i kind of want to stay in high school for a bit um, so you continued doing running in high school, um, and that's that's when you had your first like big relationship. But you kind of talked about it earlier, like you kind of look differently on it now. But it was yeah. your first like serious relationship. Yeah, I feel like the relationship, like I definitely don't don't regret it in in, in any way. But I think like I mean, yeah, lo- looking back at it, I think it was just kind of learning what I liked and didn't like, and how a relationship should like should be. And I think, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've I've only talked to her a couple times since, like, since high school. And, yeah, I think it was just, it was a good experience to have. But, yeah, I definitely, I mean, it definitely wasn't, like, I don't think most high school relationships are cut out to be, like, full-blown um, long-term relationships. I mean, some people disagree, like, maybe Mark, Marco and Sam and some, 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 like, some yeah. other people. But I think I wasn't committed enough to, like be like i'm going to college by you to see you all all the time and stuff like i was more focused on just like myself at that point so yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i was i was glad i did it like i I don't i don't regret it in any way but but yeah i don't think that was gonna be long term for anything yeah so so we kind of had a similar we kind of had a similar thing then um because i dated uh leah i remember remember yeah, yeah um for like same kind of time like a year and a half or something like that um and like i remember at the time like really enjoying it and being like okay this is cool but then kind of like looking back on it now it's like yeah like we just <laughs> there's <laughs> no way this was ever gonna like go anywhere we're yeah. just not we're just not a Meant stellar fit yeah. <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're not compatible enough and like yeah i mean it's like good to have because yeah that's what what shows you what you like and whatnot so so that's cool um any other like really solid friends um in high school that are coming out um like important important friends important relationships 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think, like, I had, like, two main main friend groups. I think it was mainly you guys, like, you, Tommy, Marco, John, or Joe, all of them. And I think that was a big friend group that I had. Um, and uh, other than that, though, I think it was mainly the cross-country the cross country boys. Like, I think that was mm-hmm. just because I spent so much time with them. Like, it was, like, all summer, like, morning practice from, like, 6 a.m. to, like, 9 a.m., like, every day. And then we do after school practice I'd be in class with them and stuff and I would say yeah that was definitely like a big friend group I had and I think those are some of the like lifelong friends I've kept um Mm -hmm. and then also yeah I'd say you guys and then I'm trying to think if there's I had a couple good friends from tennis like my friend George Sporrell he he was kind of like a mentor to me and he was kind of someone who I I looked up to and he was like a year old older than me and I've definitely learned a lot from him and um also i guess my coaches too like i i definitely say like uh like mr livermore and mr bowman like my tennis coaches mm-hmm. were definitely like a big inf- like a big influence on me and i think that was yeah. definitely like two people who definitely i feel like made my high school experience mm. yeah S- some solid some solid role models i knew yeah. i remember both of those guys um i had bowman yeah, Bowman was a good guy. Yeah, Bowman was definitely just like a very, my favorite teacher. Yeah, very guy. nice guy, like quality guy, like teaching. Because you you think about teachers and you you think about all of the teachers that we've had in the past that just suck and, and don't like, care. Are yeah. are just completely in it for the wrong reasons, yeah. basically. Um, but Bowman always seemed like he he like genuinely liked it and he was genuinely trying to make a difference and touch people's lives. Um, and just like looking at our group of friends, I think he did that for a lot of you guys. Um, I know like Paris had like a strong relationship with him too. That's just like one person that's coming to mind. Um, so yeah, that's really awesome. So you go through high school and then you end up going to Purdue. Why'd you pick Purdue? Um, I think I picked Purdue, uh, I mean, I originally wanted to go into engineering, and I think mm-hmm. that was, I mean, like, so I was basically looking at mostly engineering schools, so I applied to, like, Purdue, University of Illinois, some big, like, like some, like, top 10 or 20 engineering schools. I think I applied to Georgia Tech and, like, maybe, like, three or four others, so then I narrowed it down, I think, to University of Illinois, Purdue, and Georgia Tech, and then... Um, Basically, it came down to, like, Purdue was a lot cheaper than the other two. Like, Georgia Tech was, like, $60,000 a year or something like that, and I was just like, definitely not. And then mm-hmm. University of Illinois was, for some reason, more expensive, even though it was in-state, which yeah. is kind of crazy that U of I is so expensive. But And I also kind of just didn't want to go to U of I to have, like, the St. Charles experience all over again. Like, I kind of wanted right. to start something new and meet some new people and kind of start my own adventure and mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess i did know sam which which was fun that sam and ended up going to purdue too but yeah but yeah so nice. i think that was those were the main drivers behind it and i'm kind of glad i did i mean i ended up switching into actuarial science as you know and i think purdue has like a really good actuarial science program so that was kind of good that i didn't go to like a smaller engineering school that like only had engineering or something so i i had a bunch of options once i like decided i wanted to switch out Mm -hmm. nice i remember another like random memory um is popping into my head but i remember i think i remember being like a freshman in college and like sitting in class and like texting you um and you were and you were kind of having like a like a bit of a crisis i think it was like when you were like doing your tra like you were making your transition from engineering into something else like you were kind of realizing that you didn't really like engineering and i remember us talking about teaching quite a bit um yeah is that something you think you might want to do one day or yeah that was kind of i think my like two choices i think was either go into actuarial or something math related kind of or to do teaching and I think it just yeah it came down to basically like I think teaching would be more fulfilling but I think at the end of the day I kind of wanted money so I mean teachers don't pay pay that well which which is kind of sad but um yeah it is but so yeah I think definitely in the future like I mean 
if I do actuary for like 20 years and make a bunch of money and save up a ton, then I could yeah try to change career paths and do something. And yeah, I mean, I've been doing kind of like, I do a, like a volunteer tutoring pro- program through Chicago. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of been like, like an outlet to do that without making it like my full-time job. So I tutor mm-hmm. like a, a sixth grade student right now, like once a week for like an hour and a half. And it was more fun when, when we did it in person, but now we do it like right. re- re- like remote via Zoom. So, uh-huh. but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, teaching, like, if there's no worry about money as far as teaching goes, like, it's a fucking great gig i yeah, think it's a, yeah if it's, something, if it's something you want to do and it's something you think you'd be good at um it's just yeah it's it's so fucked up <laughs> how teachers are treated in this country um and yeah it's just it's not good when the people that are just like shaping the youth yeah. have to like work a Straight second by. job yeah because they can't like afford it um so yeah i, I do really like the vibe of yeah making a bunch of money for a while and then Mm -hmm. you could just like be a teacher and have a bunch of money saved and Mm -hmm. be good to go um that seems like a pretty cool pretty cool idea um so you switched out of engineering at purdue and then you join you join your frat your freshman year or yeah like the beginning of my freshman year yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. looking back on it now are you happy you joined the frat uh i've debated that actually a lot like <laughs> i definitely met a couple of my like m- like lifelong friends there so i'm not i wouldn't say i, I was sad i joined it or, or anything i think like i wasn't really into the party scene or anything which is why i kind of joined the, the one i did it, it definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a party frat or, or by any means and i mean i i feel like it was like a mix like like i liked like i really liked like maybe 10 or 20 percent of the guys and then like another like Fifty percent. I was just like, in, indifferent kind of. And then there was like a handful of guys that I obviously like did, didn't like at all. And yeah. I think like every fraternity's kind of kind of like that probably. Right. But I think it was like I think I I don't really re- regret it. I guess, but um, I guess yeah, it's kind of a tough one. Like I definitely wouldn't mm-hmm. do things differently, but it wasn't like the like prime focus of my college career. I guess like it was just kind of like right an extra thing a thing i did kind of like a club mm-hmm. or something <clears throat> yeah it wasn't like your identity yeah no definitely <laughs> it, al- it always yeah. it always seemed like kind of a meme whenever we would talk about Fita. it It'd be like yeah. oh fighter <laughs> and like I, and i visited it and like the house is just like falling apart really fucking, really fucking shitty yeah. oh <laughs> and, and like... an update they they got rid of the house so they don't have the house anymore uh, which, which uh, is kind of just... sad <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. So they just ho- they're just houseless. Or yeah, are they like getting yeah. a new one. I think they're just ho- houseless now. Yeah. Damn. Which kind of? I mean, I kind of saw <laughs> saw it coming because like the numbers. I mean, it's a pretty small frat, and like, yeah. I mean, it was like it was a struggle to, for everyone to pay pay rent and get enough people in in the house and every, everything like that. Damn. So. The, the fall of the fall of Fita. Yeah. The fall. R.I.P. <laughs> Fita. I could like cut this out or if you don't want to talk about it whatever did you guys have hazing i'm curious uh no i mean it's fine if you put it in yeah um okay. no yeah no i mean there was like nothing not at all it was like i think like our initiation night it was like edward for 40 hands or something and they're like mm-hmm. but they they were they were like yeah if you don't want to do it you don't have, have to it's fine but so it was like that's cool yeah i fuck with that yeah. <laughs> i like I, mean, yeah. I, I fuck i fuck with voluntary hazing like <laughs> yeah, yeah this is like like you can drink a lot if you want tonight but like if you don't want it, you're like whatever it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah i think um, that's the thing i think like frats it's like yeah i think they can be done right but i just think there's so many that have me- messed up that it's just kind of i mean i don't think they'll be around in like probably like f- 50 years or something yeah yeah for sure i've heard some some fucked up things um from my school and yeah. then also and then also from like stellan from like university of alabama like that's even fucking crazier yeah um, i would imagine yeah <laughs> but yeah um for my frat our hazing was funny it was like we like stood outside of a like a, like some dude's apartment 
and the president like <laughs> like like started playing a character where he was just like a drill sergeant and just like kept saying fuck in like every sentence <laughs> it was like it was like obviously kind of tongue-in-cheek like kind of making fun of hazing yeah um and he told us to like take off our shirts and wrap it around our eyes um <laughs> so we did that and then we like got on our knees and like like went into the apartment and, and we couldn't see anything and they were um they were blasting like the halo theme song <laughs> they were squir- they, they were blasting the halo theme song and squirting us with water guns and then they were like drink this drink this and they handed like us a shot and it was just like straight apple juice <laughs> and then we and then we took off our blindfolds and they're like hey you're in the frat nice <laughs> um, so like pretty pretty wholesome hazing like yeah. that was some that was something i enjoyed um and i honestly have like a fond memory of um but but you know yeah it's very fucked so so yeah you do that in college what else did you like do in college yeah so i did a little bit of run club in college like that was like kind of i did that like once in a while but other than that i mean i pretty much just like kind of devoted myself to school like it was a lot of school Mm a little bit of fraternity, a little bit of running. And then like outside of that, it was mainly just like hang, hanging out with friends, like going to the gym kind of thing. Like I didn't really have like, I didn't really do a lot of like super intense clubs or anything like that or like super <laughs> intense sports. So yeah, it was basically just like gym, school, a little bit of fraternity. And yeah, that was about it. Yeah, I was pretty devoted to school, just like getting it out, out of the way, getting good grades yeah. and everything like that. And you did really well. You were like top ten in your class or something, right? Um, in in college, or like a I was high like, percentage. Yeah, in college, I was like, I was like, yeah, top few percent of like my gra- my graduating mm-hmm. class or something. So yeah, it was good. And yeah, so yeah, did well. And then, um, cool. And then you you graduated. You you got to have a ceremony. Which... I did. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> which is nice. What what was that like? Because I I kind of like as someone who didn't have a ceremony i'm like looking at it as like oh fuck that anyway like i would have liked it like (laughs) uh, what was it like i mean it wasn't it wasn't anything like crazy i mean i think it was pretty similar to like a a high school graduation kind of thing i mean i think it was more so just for like doing it and like having family come and take pictures and everything like that i think that was more of the experience like it was pretty much just sitting in an auditorium they do like 30 minutes of kind of just like speeches and other things and then it's like an hour of people like reading names and walking across the stage and then it was just like a big like throw your hat kind of thing at the end and Mm -hmm. then that was about it yeah i mean it was only like an hour and a half and then we're we're all all done and then i just took some pictures with my family and friends and then that was about it like it was probably just like i hung out for like three or four hours and then i just left and then yeah that's cool. about it yeah it's kind of sad yeah. I it's mean, all it's all i was gonna say it's all it's all for the parents at the end of the day pretty much like, yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it was get, nice they gotta but get it's something like, for the yeah yeah definitely gotta, like it's yeah. sad that people now don't get to have that though i mean it's just like yeah you you you, you work yeah. like Our, hard for four years and it's like you you can't just uh, have like an hour ceremony kind of you know but i know yeah it's whatever. I know, I know people like in my class, like some of my friends who were like really really bent out of shape about it, and were just like really bummed and mm-hmm. like really working hard to like figure out other options. Like, um, but I think they are doing. I'm not gonna go, but I think for like this year's commencement, they're doing like something for our class. Like people from our class can like go, and they're doing like a second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's whatever. So you graduate, and then you get your job pretty shortly after, right? Oh, you you moved to uh, North Carolina. Yeah, it was kind of a weird situation. Yeah, so I I ended up graduating a year early, and I didn't really, I wasn't really planning on it. So like, I basically had, I thought I was going to have to go an extra semester or so. So I got an internship in North Carolina for the summer, and then it turned out that I graduated a year early. So then. I did this in- internship and didn't really look for a full-time job yet because I, I still had that in- internship lined up. And then I kind mm-hmm. of just told them during the in- internship that, hey, like I 
I did graduate now, so if you're looking to hire, like, I would be willing to, like, continue on after my internship. And so, yeah, I did my internship, like, for a few months that summer, and then I lived there. They provided housing and stuff, and then I left, came back to St. Charles, and then they called me, like, a week later and were like, hey, we can give you a job, and then I was like, okay. So then I went back to the same place, like, uh, in North Carolina, like two weeks later. And it was kind of a funny story because like, I'm really bad at planning stuff. So me and my dad, we, we drove down like Sunday and it was like during a hurricane too. It was like hur- hurricane coming, like hitting South, South Carolina. So it was like huge storms and stuff. And we go down on a Sunday and I start work on Monday and I hadn't gotten a place yet and I hadn't called anywhere yet. So we, we basically went in on Sunday and just like looked at like three places called them and I chose a place that day moved in I stayed in a hotel on Monday and then I moved in Monday after work so it was kind of a crazy start and yeah moved in all I had was a bed and that was it and I slowly after start started working I kind of accumulated gear and like furniture and other things so it's kind of just like a like a huge just like change all of a sudden like moving how um how did that feel the first like couple months of just being in like a brand new place alone yeah it was kind of it was pretty strange yeah i mean like it helped a little bit that i had i knew a couple of the people there from my internship like all the interns had left there but like I knew a few of the full full time employees, and it was a big enough company where there were a lot of like younger people, so we kind of like I I was lucky, and we kind of had a squad of like five or ten people who who would like go out and do stuff like after work and stuff. Like we did a kickball mm-hmm. league, and we did some other things. But yeah, it was definitely like a bit strange, and it was like being away from fa- family and stuff. And yeah, it was definitely like. Like, these were, like, good friends, but they weren't people that I would, like, you know, like, go on trips with and do, like, other stuff with. So it was kind of, like, that's, like, part of the motivating factor that kind of pushed me to move back to Chicago later was it was a good job and I liked the people. But it was, like, partially my boss and partially I wanted to move move back to Chicago at some point because I kind of wanted to live, have that city life before I got, like, older and, like, had a family or anything so i kind of wanted to experience like chicago at some point yeah definitely so then yeah so then you find a job here and um you've been living with logan and james for a while um how's that how's that dynamic now working now yeah it's pretty good yeah it was i mean i started off like right as i moved i lived with james and stefan And we lived in, like, the law for for a while, which was definitely not the best situation for me. I lived in, like, the Mm -hmm. the front door of the place. So I lived, like, people walked in, and my bed was just in front of the door. And that was pretty fun, to be honest. Like, it was in a very, like, upscale part part of town. So it was kind of a weird, like, there weren't a lot of, like, cheap places to go go out to eat and everything. And that was a good dynamic. Like, I think it was then Stefan, though, quit his job, and then... After that, we kind of had to debate, like, oh, are, are we going to stay here and, like, me and James li- live alone? And then Tommy had introduced me to Logan, and Logan just moved to Chicago from Iowa State. And then I talked to him a little bit, and James did too, and we were, like, we wanted to move, move to a nicer place in, like, a different part of town. And it ended up working out that, you know, he, he needed some roommates, and we wanted a third. And so, yeah, we, we moved in and wicker park area and yeah it's been good yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, i think we just re-signed our lease for next year too so we'll be here for another year yeah so um cool yeah it's a nice it's a really nice place i really like i like the balcony a lot um and i really i was talking with because we're kind of here we're all kind of like work from home vibe um other than nick who's like doing set work um, but yeah, <laughs> and I'm like kind of jealous, like we all just work in our rooms and I'm kind of, I'm kind yeah. of jealous of your guys' setup where you kind of have your like 
workspace office like space top. yeah and then and then you can kind of go hang out in other places yeah um, i think that's kind of the best thing i think if we were to have like all worked in our room during covid it would have been like really sad honestly just like yeah because like being alone for like eight hours a day and it's covid and i can't go out and i think that's kind of like you know just like hearing them talk and like chatting throughout throughout the day like upstairs has been nice and has kind of yeah, yeah gotten through a lot of the covid you know covid times yeah cool man so here we are uh, we're current um Relationship with parents and brother. How has that been recently and throughout COVID? Yeah, recently I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, I think like recently, I feel like I've gotten, I feel like since probably like I graduated, I feel like I've gotten probably closer to my parents. I feel like in high school it was more so like, I don't know, I felt like they were more just like my, uh, I don't know what the right word is, like supervisors. And now I feel like it's kind of changing more into like friends and like I like go out with my dad and play play golf and stuff and my mom like I nice. talk to yeah. and go go out to lunch with and stuff and um, mm-hmm. so that that's been good um, yeah I think my parents yeah have I've always had like a pretty good relationship with them like I mean obviously we've we've had our fights and stuff but I've had a right. pretty solid relationship with them most of my life and my brother it's kind of weird like I feel like me and my brother like we don't have the closest relationship but. I feel like it's mainly just because I think we we like a lot of different things. Like he likes doing arts and music and other things like that. And I think we have very different personalities, but I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm always there for him. And if he needs someone like I'm, I'm there for him and we still get along. And I mean, we have conversations, but yeah, nothing too deep between us. Like, gotcha. yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. I'd say my family relationships mm-hmm. are solid. Nice. Um, and is he, he's in Cali, right? Yeah, he's... Or is he, like, doing school from home? He was doing school from home for uh, last semester, but then this semester... I, I don't even know if he's doing in-person classes, but I think he just got bored of being here, and he moved out with some friends in California. So he's kind of doing, like, remote, I think, remote learning f- in California, mm-hmm. and... Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's he's really likes it, though, and I think he's studying CS, so he's probably going to be, like silicon valley guru or something in like a few years so so yeah we'll see (laughs) nice nice um so yeah this might be like strange conversation but i think i'm just gonna like kind of rapid fire just like random questions i have i'm ready um have you ever had like a, a falling out with someone like a friend or like coworker or anything yeah, I can't really think of anything specifically. Like, I think there are some falling outs, like, early on, like, el- elementary school, middle school type type stuff, just because, like, I mean, kind of your whatever, parents yeah. force force you to hang hang out and stuff, and then it, you just don't like them, yeah. and then you you leave them. But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. I feel like I've, I choose my friends pretty carefully, and I feel like, yeah, most of my friends that I choose to kind of keep along, I, I've kept solid relationships with, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, other than maybe just like distance or something, I just don't see see them anymore. But yeah, I don't think right. I, I really have any falling out with people. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Cause cause you're a good guy. Oh, thanks, John. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> um, have you ever had an epiphany? An epiphany. Yeah. Get, just give me some, an example. Just like, just like you're chilling, and then you kind of are just thinking. And they're like, "Fuck." Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I gotta I like. Do. I gotta like change some shit or like do something different. You know. I think that was kind of the epiphany I was having like during my like major crisis, like deciding what to, what to do in college. I think I was like, I think my whole life it was kind of like teachers and ev- everything are like, "Oh, you're good at math. You're good at this. Like, do engineering or something." And then I was like, "Okay," but I never really thought about like, "Why am I doing this?" Like etc and then kind of i realized that like there's more to life than just like doing a job doing this doing that and like kind of checking the boxes and you know getting a job 
having a family, blah, blah, blah. And I think that was kind of the moment where I was like, yeah, I mean, like, do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to make a difference? And then like, do I want to like work my whole life or do I want to like enjoy my time, enjoy my free time, et cetera. And I think that was kind of a big pivotal point in my life. And I think that was kind of something that I learned in college and kind of that, you know, I wanted to enjoy my life and I wanted to enjoy things and making money and like being, having the most prestigious job really isn't the the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. How about you? Um, I, <laughs> uh, I had an epiphany recently regarding social media. I think if you heard, I've kind of just been like talking. I feel like I started this. that epiphany. If you be- did you? I've been oh yeah, you kind of did. I've been telling you not you to. You kind of did. Yeah, you did. You've been saying it for a while, and then one day I was just kind of biking around, and I was like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, I could say a lot and about I social like, media. I hate social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speak on it a little bit. I mean, I feel like it's just really bad for society, kind of, like, I mean, first off, it's just, like, super toxic a lot of the times, and I feel like people, like, you know, judge their self-worth kind of on, like, how many likes they get, like, all the pictures they they post, like, I've seen people, and they take, like, a hundred photos, and they're like, oh, I look fat in this, oh, I look, like, bad in this picture, like, I don't don't, don't, want to post that kind of thing, and, like, I think also just, like, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix show. It's like social. What's the it social called? Dilemma, yeah, yeah. The so- social dilemma. Yeah, social dilemma. And that, social that kind dilemma. of just like points out like yeah. how addictive it is and just how like it's really not meant for like to benefit society. It's more meant to just like pump out money. For money. Yeah, for, for, for money. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not <laughs> like regulated at all. Like there's like very yeah. few regulations around it. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely like yeah, I think there are good ways to use so- social media, but I think like the mo- most of the ways that people use it is is like pretty bad. Yeah, all it is, all it is, is just like algorithms and AI to just be like, do whatever they fucking can to keep you looking at it, yeah. so they can sell, it, so they can sell more shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all it is. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, there are good things about it, but. And like when you chalk it up, like that's at the end of the day, that's just like what it is. Um, but yeah, so I would say, yeah, my epiphany was kind of just doing that and speaking to like the, your, the self-worth thing. Yeah. Like I remember just kind of like, like phases in college where social media would just like ruin my day because I would just be like constantly like, Oh, like did this person look at my story? Oh, did this person like, like yeah, my photo? Yeah. Like, Oh, like, they didn't. Yeah. That's just yeah. no, th- it, it's so meaningless. Yeah, it's so it doesn't dumb. mean anything. Look, looking back at it. Yeah. <laughs> but in, at the moment it's just like, Oh man, this is, this is everything. Like I, ugh. so, so yeah, it's been nice being off. Um, I hopped back on Instagram, um, to promote this podcast. Um, and I've like, been being being very careful from the start with the followers and the following so kind of monitoring who's following me just to make sure they're all people that i fuck with basically all people i fuck with and like i'm cool with them seeing my shit and then as far as following goes i'm only following people or i'm like only following artists i like basically so i'm just like following some bands i'm following some movie people i like and like that's kind of it um so it's kind of keeping me off of it more um but when i do go on it it's generally pretty just like oh here's this new movie that's coming out here's this album yeah like it's pretty it's pretty clean at the moment so i'm working my hardest to like yeah to kind of keep that there but yeah are you on anything or uh snapchat so i have i have snapchat yeah i mean i basically just use snapchat for talking to like friends i have like some group group chats and stuff on there but i do notice Mm -hmm. like it's bad like i go to those and then i like click on the like feed and then i just watch like endless videos and i'm like this is terrible (laughs) i spent like a half hour watching just some like garbage for like no reason and then i mean yeah it just sucks a lot of time um, other than that, like I do have a Facebook, I think I still do have an Instagram and stuff, but I don't really use those 
much and mm-hmm. yeah, I've kind of gotten off those and I think I did have a Twitter back for like two weeks in high school and then I was like this is really dumb <laughs> yeah that's that's the one for me that is just like the most most toxic <laughs> I just like I'm I'm so addicted to Twitter it's fucked but yeah. I've been off of it for like like four or five months now and I have no desire to hop back on so it's good yeah, that's um so I so something I've kind of brought up with other people and something that I just kind of like I mean not that I like talking about it but I think it's important to talk about are just kind of dealing with the tough times um and something I'm just kind of thinking about is is um Mike's passing mm. um when you so that happened when were you in college or was it after you graduated yeah, it was after I, yeah, it was like my first year out of college, yeah. Yeah, I think I was working mm-hmm. in Greensboro at, at, the, at the time, yeah. Yeah, how did that affect you? Yeah, I feel like that had a pretty profound impact on me, yeah. I think, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a super emotional person, so I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, crying for, like, a week or anything, but I definitely, I, I did cry, like, the day of, and then I think it just made me think a lot about, like, you know, like, how like fragile life life is and everything and how you know people can be be there one day and not not be there the next and I think Mike especially like Mike was someone who I think had a really big impact on on, on my life now that I now that I think about it I think he was like one of my first friends in high school and he was always someone who I think the biggest thing is he kind of like always kind of challenged like thoughts and he, he was somebody who made me always think like outside the box and like always someone who kind of like didn't fit into society like well and I think he kind of taught me to be like to be different and to kind of like you don't always have to go 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 the like the norms and everything so I think he definitely had a really big impact and I mean he was also I would like I did cross country with him I watched like anime with him in in his basement I Mm -hmm. made bleach shirts with him like I did a lot with with Mike so yeah I mean he was definitely like up there as some of my closest friends Right. Yeah, that that's really well said. When I when I think of Mike, I think of the same thing. I think of just someone Yeah, someone who is just different. Yeah, and did that his was own just thing. like yeah. just like really really cool to me and was like always like inspiring to me. And I always yeah. just like really <laughs> I always just really got a kick out of like whenever he was around and whenever yeah. um like I would always just be honing in whenever he'd be talking yeah yeah i knew i knew knew something interesting was coming yeah (laughs) um so we've kind of run the gambit i think this has been a good conversation i'm excited for this episode ask me one more random question one more random question you want to know about me anything you want to know all right give me give me 30 seconds all right i just want to i just want to think about this this is your time. Anything you've ever wanted to know. know about me. I know. Hmm. <laughs> um, I guess just like what, what motivates you? What what keeps you what keeps you ticking? What keeps you grinding the action? What what keeps you like crunching the numbers and like grinding and everything? Like, what's like your big motivating factor? Would you say? <laughs> I think with like, I mean, with work, I guess it's more so just like, I basically did actuary so I could make mon- make a lot of money and not work a lot, which is like great. And I think like, I mean, yeah, I think I've just decided to kind of push my life like more towards like having a lot more freedom and like not being devoted to my job and trying to enjoy friends and family and activities I, I like, like climbing, running, you know, friends, music, etc. And I think... Yeah, I think like actuary was a good job because it like gives me that financial freedom. But then it also, I mean, like I, I work like four hours a day. So it's like I can do all the th- things I want to do still. And I mean, right. now, especially with the work from home and everything, now I can kind of do whatever I want pretty much all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, so yeah. if, if I can kind of decipher that, it's like people. Yeah, pretty basically. much. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is like my answer to that question and i feel like i've kind of brought that up to everyone else and i know you for sure and that was his answer yeah because i mean like 
what the fuck what the fuck else is there yeah, I mean, at the end of the day <laughs> like, like money like whatever prestige like all that really yeah. doesn't matter so it's like i mean mm. i mean yeah yeah just people yeah making just, making just, a difference in pe- people's lives and you know yeah having that just like a connection secure people. secure unit of however many that is they say there's like there's like a number where it starts to get like too big mm-hmm. it's like it's like 40 or something like that like you can have 40 like close people in your life um i think that's a pretty so yeah, solid for, number yeah yeah so for me it's always just like making that 40 like i don't know just the best possible 40 it can be yeah for that's like, true for what i'm trying to do and for what they need in their life as well um so so that's cool man and i'm very excited to so yeah i don't know i don't know how long i'm gonna be in new york we'll see i know i want to spend you gotta move back like, sometime yeah <laughs> i know i i know i want to spend like my 20s and then 30s i don't know definitely my 20s like between new york and chicago i think um i would like to live in london at some point in my life because i really love it um but yeah i like i might like spend a couple years here spend a couple years back in chicago spend like another couple years here kind of thing um but yeah i'll definitely be back a lot i've like started looking at greyhound tickets back to chicago oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not like super bad they're like like 60 70 bucks and greyhounds are um, not the nicest thing but yeah yeah not the nicest uh-huh. thing but like but pretty pretty cheap to see some boys yeah. um but uh but yeah i'm happy i'm happy you're doing well uh happy happy you have a girlfriend that you like happy you have a job yeah. that you like yeah, um and a solid a solid unit in Chicago, and all all good things coming with the pandemic. Yeah, let's hopefully go. Hopefully, being over, um, get this over with. Yeah, time time to start having fun. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, if, <laughs> if like COVID or, or, like round two comes, it's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's hope not. <laughs> um, so cool, man. So we'll, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love you, baby. If I gave a second to a second Thought I'd watch my youth slip right through My wide eyes If I told you that I loved you That would be a guarantee That there's nothing or no one else for me Oh, I can't be in charge of breaking hearts That ain't a job, girl, don't you Make a monster out of me Oh, I'm trying to try my best to write the words into phrases, phrases from all the phases, all for you. I'll keep living, you can stay, I don't mind the company, babe, just know I ain't old enough to say that what I have is what's ahead. Oh, you're the one until I'm dead, I'll kiss your lips and i bless your brain. I'm a Jolly Roger, darling Dodger, babe.